0: You went to Starbucks today. Yeah. I looked
1: around and I, I see it's a mixed bag and I see your points that there are some some aspects that are ridiculous, like having a Beyond Patty breakfast sandwich, which has real che- you know dairy cheese and bread that's not vegan. It's like, what's the point? I, I don't fully get it.
0: So I guess you're talking about the new breakfast sandwich that Starbucks came out with. Mm-hmm. And they call, it's the Impossible Meat Sausage Breakfast Sandwich. I took offense to it because it has cheddar cheese. I, it was like one of those yes. things where I went there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. You know, I almost try it. Even if I have to veganize it, I'm going to try it. So I went up there to the Cahuenga Starbucks and I'm like, can I make this vegan? Is there any way? No, you can't. Well, why not? Well, it's got cheese on it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then the it's got egg on it. And also the bun is made with milk. So it has one vegan ingredient and the rest is not. The one vegan ingredient is the ingredient that they're celebrating, the impossible sausage patty. You can just order the patty
1: by itself and eat it with a knife and fork, assuming it hasn't already had cheese pre-melted on it.
0: It's another issue where we're talking about like test marketing. They're Mm. actually test marketing sandwiches in other locations that actually have full vegan ingredients. But for some reason, they decided to, to go wide with this one first, this impossible Gross. breakfast sandwich that is impossible to veganize.
1: That's annoying. That's annoying.
0: I've been sort of sniping at Starbucks recently mm-hmm. about the- you Some know, of the, it well-deserved, apparently. About, well, well the, the, the concept of the vegan tax that we talk about.
1: Well, I, Alicia Silverstone mentions this every- once in a while. But it's it's really annoying. You know, if you go to a store, uh, dairy milk does not cost uh, less than vegan milk. But for some reason, uh, Starbucks has decided to make a surcharge for oat milk or coconut milk or almond milk or soy milk, making all their drinks much more expensive by what, I don't know, 20%, 10%, whatever it is. Point is, you know, it's not It costs them more in supplies. It's just because they they realize vegans will pay it. Uh, Maybe they think vegan demographic is more affluent, which is not necessarily always the case, or it's like more health conscious people. But whatever the reason is, it's like a gotcha. You know, like they they know they can get away with it. And they, you know, in my case, they did. I I have to order, I have to pay more.
0: They charge uh, as much as 80 cents per edition. So if you get like a, if you get a Vente, they're going to charge you 80 cents more to put Either almond, soy, oat milk in your coffee, so so the upsells as much as eighty cents. It's more. I mean, probably an average of fifty cents more per non dairy milk choice. Starbucks is talking out both sides of their mouth. The CEO of Starbucks has always said, like you know, oh, it's really important that we you know gravitate away from milk and make more sustainable choices. <laughs> but they're penalizing people for making sustainable choices. They- yeah, from an economic perspective,
1: they should gravitate away from milk so that they can get more money charging us more for the, like, non-dairy milks. <laughs> they, I mean, they do some very, uh, what do you call it, shrewd moves. Like, have you seen this ethos water? It's like, you know, a product that is generally, you know, if you go to Starbucks and you order a coffee, you can get water for free. Or you can pay two forty five for ethos water. And one nickel of that goes to um, giving clean water to underprivileged people. But... Um, you know, it's a pretty, sp- again, it's better, better than nothing. I mean, I'm glad they're give, they're donating money to people who need clean water and that's awesome, but it's just very shrewd on their part to charge us for, I mean, I don't fully understand bottled water anyway, because it's like something that's close to free in general. And then people have like figured out some clever way to charge like quite a lot of money for it. But, um, you know, it's, that's like, what do you call it? Green? You called it greenwashing. It's like, a nickel out of 245 for something that, you know, is, is, is comp- competing with their free product. And it's a pretty small percentage. Of, like, they're making a lot of money
0: by making us feel good about ourselves buying their ethos water. Yeah, you know, I've been just doing research, and the, I got so mad today that I actually did a big TikTok about the trash that uh, Starbucks generates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but,
1: but they did, you know, they did recently change the cups from that like plastic lining so that it's no long it's now like compostable if not recyclable
0: hi friends this is jason from the future quick show note the starbucks cup is not compostable it's still lined with plastic all right show continues i didn't see that that it was actually compostable starbucks dispenses eight thousand cups per minute per minute Oh, I imagined even more. That's all, Yeah, that's, that's that's quite a lot. You, globally, you mean, or in the United States, or what? I think it's globally. Yeah. Four billion cups. cups a year, and 1.6 million trees are harvested for the single-use cups. Mm-hmm.
1: The, the tree thing, if it's, like, sustainably farmed, okay. It like, if it has plastic lining, the plastic lid, those little doohickeys that prevent it, you know, the little plastic doohickeys that prevent it from spilling that you put in the mouth part? Mm -hmm. Um, that's all problematic there's a
0: real culture of pr and sort of pushing out a message with Mm -hmm. with starbucks like we care sustainability making a step every little every little tiny step counts which in aggregate it does but you're saying it's too little too late but their brand is dependent on the sort of uh globally conscious concept like it's almost like a a greenwashing brand (laughs) sure uh I mean how about the
1: fair trade aspect of the coffee do they I mean I don't know what fair trade really means but is it like do they claim to pay the coffee farmers adequately
0: I think the issue when it comes to Starbucks has to do with monoculture and the ability to produce as much coffee as humanly possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of the small farmers get squeezed out because it's all about getting uniformity of the beans not just no not just uniformity but getting the the most product for the least amount of money oh so they don't do this fair trade thing where they pay above market I mean, I I don't know enough about Starbucks business practices uh, and their, and their coffee. All all I know is, all I know is what I see, they put, how they push out the information in regards to sustainability and the environment and, and what they say they do and what they actually do, you know, they're just completely different stories. Starbucks has all these sort of benchmarks that they create for sustainability. And one thing they talk about sustainability had to do with reusable cups mm-hmm. which they and, have yeah okay so so they have I mean you could you, I guess get a mug at Starbucks I mean who's gotten a mug at Starbucks or a reusable I know people cup
1: who have. yeah they come back and they get a refill in the mug isn't it not is it not cheaper to, to refill your mug than get it in a new in a paper cup?
0: Or even how ha- maybe they can have their own cups that they offer, and then they can wash those cups. Sorry, for COVID, they might not allow the mugs anymore. But um,
1: they had a borrow-the-cup pilot program where it's like you borrow a cup and then you return it to a
0: different Starbucks or something like that. So Starbucks created these kind of sustainability benchmarks or goals. Mm-hmm. that, and, and, and again, they even put out a goal like this year, which is for... 2030, for 10 years from now. (laughs) By the time everyone like forgets about it. In 2008, they said they were committed to serving 25% of their drinks in reusable cups by 2015. And then they lowered it from 25% to 5%. (laughs) They moved the goalposts. And then they didn't reach that goal. In 2008, that was their goal, 25%. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what their goal is in 2020? 2.8%. 2. 2.8, you say? Yeah.
1: Well, they, see, they, they don't really encourage you to use reusable cups, because if, if they were to ask, is it for here or to go, and give everybody who's drinking it in the store a um, washable cup, then that would've, they would have hit their goal instantaneously. They would have vastly exceeded their goal instantaneously. Right, because how many people eat drink at Starbucks more than five percent? If that was the default, if you're drinking here, here's a washable cup. They they would have been maybe twenty percent overnight. Yeah,
0: but the, <laughs> it's not really their goal. They're paying lip service. You look, yeah, you look at the information that they put out, like these platitudes, like they're going to go twenty five percent sustainable. I think this this new thing that they said in twenty twenty one, they said that they're going to fifty percent sustainable or something by twenty thirty. So so again, they're just words. Oh by the way, their their mission in serving reusable cuts at two point eight percent. Right now it's one point four percent. So that's almost double mm. what they do now. So so they have a lot of work to do if
1: or they have very little work to do if they just made the for here drinks reusable
0: (laughs) Starbucks. Do you really care about the environment? Do you really care about creating a a better world? Or are you basically just paying lip service to put, you know, a nice bow around your brand? And, and I mean, pretty much that looks like what it is. So, so again, I, I don't know, you know, how they deal with their, I didn't really research too much about how they deal with their coffee growers, I was mm-hmm. more focused in on the the environmental impact also. The coffee growers have an there's an environmental impact there where they are deforesting areas for you know more coffee growth. They have Well, to, that's
1: just about uh, like coffee in general,
0: right? Well, and and the, the the and the concept of monoculture where they're mm-hmm. just growing coffee. We need crops of in gen- I mean, you know, that like that's an argument against crops, right? <laughs> Like, how do, you, how do you live? Well, it's just, they're creating demand. They're, they, I think mm-hmm. there was some really astounding story, too, where, like, a, one Starbucks opens every six hours. Wow.
1: And, I mean, for there was a time when Starbucks closed some stores,
0: you know, in the last recession or something. That's not happening now, huh? All I know is I went to the Ralphs over on Vineland, and mm-hmm. where there used to be, like, a nice, like, florist. They built a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. It's right in the middle, um, of, right do, in middle of the supermarket.
1: Yeah, in New York, if you look in one direction, you can see a Starbucks, and then you just turn 180 degrees down the same street, and there'll be another Starbucks. Sometimes if you're at an intersection, you can see a Starbucks in all four directions. That's pretty wild. Like, they yeah. put a
0: Starbucks on every corner.
1: I, I understand that if you saw a Pete's, you'd obviously choose a
0: Pete's, but do you more or less boycott Starbucks? i kind of do i stay away Mm -hmm. from starbucks the only Mm -hmm. time i go to starbucks is maybe to try a new vegan item (laughs) that they're putting out or or i'm stuck somewhere where there's no other choices i mean do you do
1: you give them credit for doing anything right like isn't that you know the the plastic lining thing a step in the right direction
0: I haven't done enough research. they about treat, what I
1: mean, they done. supposedly treat their employees pretty well. They give them like health benefits. That's nice, I guess. I, I don't
0: know. I used to go to Starbucks. The, the employees were very nice. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool people there. My problem has to do with, I mean, everything turns into this big kind of giant corporation money grab. I'd much rather go to, mom-and-pop place or a place where you know i know the owner or i just i, I can go there and you know expect that i feel like my money is going to a cool place instead of my money going to moving our world in a more negative space this sadly feels like a battle that was lost like around
1: the 90s like remember that movie you've got mail where it Mm -hmm. was like about um, the chain bookstore pushing out the mom and pop place. But I I just, you know, in my youth, I remember this was like a big thing about how all the big mega conglomerates are like pushing out and destroying small businesses. And it kind of like bulldozed over and it happened. And (laughs) And now we're living in that like Amazon disposable products made in China world and i guess you're trying to take the world back and I, I i applaud you for that.
0: Yeah, maybe i'm just stuck in the past.
1: No, i no this isn't when i say lost like it's not lost. There there's an ongoing, you know, rebellion. And um
0: and it's definitely an uphill battle. The world looks at this different way. We see this with all these cool vegan companies selling out to big ag and dairy and all these other places too. So we're in a place where these companies can't lose. Too big to fail. We're all kind of supporting all these corporations. When we go to the supermarket, when we go to Taco Mm -hmm. Bell, when we go to any of these places, we're not, you know, making the most sensible choices because we want to have a normal life like everybody else.
1: And beyond that, a 7 billion population cannot exist, cannot be sustained without a certain economy of scale. And hopefully that doesn't mean cutting corners and burning...
0: Forests down. Yeah, but we can all survive without Starbucks. I, I suppose so. <laughs> I've seen the level of their coffee decline in the last whatever fifteen years. Based on your taste of it, it's not the same quality coffee, and it's not brewed the same way. And it's harder and harder to get a good cup of coffee at Starbucks than it used to be. And it just has to do with the you know I guess maybe the 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 amount of co- the amount of demand uh the, the you know the the bean counting literally and figuratively. <laughs> That's funny. All that, that also opens up room for other people. There's a big corporation like Blue Bottle Coffee. Blue Bottle is great coffee. They have this great incredible pour over. They were purchased by Nestle. Oh, I've heard you like
1: Pete's, which it's great because they they can give you all vegan lattes and actual vegan breakfast
0: sandwiches. But I think aren't they also owned by Starbucks? No, Pete's is not owned by Starbucks. It is owned by a large entity. Pete's is owned by J.A.B. Holdings Company, Jab Holdings Company. What else does Jab's own? Jab Holdings owns Sumtown, Intelligentsia and Coffee and Tea Mighty Leaf Company. Krispy Kreme. Panera. Krispy Kreme.
1: So, okay. So, yeah. So, it's a so... Luxembourg based company. Interesting. Oh, it's
0: almost 200 years old. Wow. 200 years of imperialism. Let's talk about Starbucks because you, you go to Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks that much. What do you order at Starbucks? A uh, half calf
1: coconut milk latte. Okay. With stevia's. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I can't say I go that much, but. It's when it's when I'm walking by
0: do you get any food?
1: No, I mean there's there i I agree with you that there are very few food items I can eat there. I can sometimes eat like a bag of almonds. They do have one thing that's good that's vegan it's like um I don't know how to say it, but they're they're like basically cheese puffs, but without cheese they're vegan.
0: You can get a bagel with their um, avocado spread.
1: Oh, I didn't so know they had avocado
0: spread. They I have an avocado getting... spread. It's like yeah, it's and cool. it's like avocado and something else, maybe oil or something, but it's not mm-hmm. it, it, it that is vegan. So you can instead of putting, you know, I guess, you know, dairy on it, you can spread it with avocado. So they have that and then they also have their oatmeal. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe you can get your get get some oatmeal with um maybe some almond milk and their, you know, the toppings. You can get something. It's just not really like a, a meal, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get that substantial thing. That's why I was, I felt so disgraced when they uh, they came out with their breakfast sandwich, their impossible breakfast sandwich that that I couldn't veganize. In the future, they'll you know push things out. I, I just uh, my thing was when I just look at this company, it's just they put so much energy effort into public relations and PR that they're trying to create their own story. So what did you have for lunch? I haven't eaten lunch yet, but you know what it's going to be. It was nice speaking to your girlfriend last night. Yeah. She's a, she's a big fan of yours. That's so weird. She loves your vids. You know, I'm just pipping hard, man.